Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Hello there, my very good friends. On today's wrestling news, we've got a major update on some pretty awesome plans for Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. We've got what CM Punk said to Juice Robinson after the collision main event. We'll talk about WWE's new strategy for PLEs. And Raw Underground is making its return on NXT. Why? Why? Yes. Why? Why? I'm Andy. I'm Michael. And this is the news. We're going to kick things off by talking about Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. There's a new report come through from Worked. Worked Wrestling here, the insider account. Um... With just an update on their situation, as well as another tag team who aren't a tag team at the moment, but will soon be a tag team. And when they're a tag team, they'll be in the tag team division against the tag team champions, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Good. DIY. Yeah. Versus KO mm-hmm. and Zayn. Sick. Yeah. Good. Um, I'll just read the report. Read the whole thing. Uh, while Johnny Gargano was noticeably absent from WWE Raw, fans saw the return of Champa. As we've previously reported in the past, there are still plans in the works to reform DIY. We can now add current plans have this leading to a feud with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn over the tag team titles. So it sounds like not only are Gargano and Chiampa coming back <laughs> together, but they're going to be feuding over the tag belts, which from a work rate standpoint is probably one of the best feuds you could put together in the entire company. Um, Champa was obviously back on Raw this week, killing the mids, mm-hmm. um, which makes sense from a storyline standpoint because they were associated prior to Champa taking this injury break. Uh, and the narrative is that uh, Miz didn't call me when I was off or whatever. Um, Gargan Gargano, I keep calling him Gargano that. and Tomaso. <laughs> Gargamel. Is that Smurfs? Tom- Tomaso the tank remember. engine. Because he is. Henry he the is. tank engine. Henry I'm going to Ki- brick you up. Henry Kissinger. <laughs> um, what, what are we doing? What is this show? The match is going to be good. Yeah, the match, <laughs> yeah. The match will be good. Um, the point I was trying to make was that it was quite weird that Gargano won. <laughs> It's brilliant. It was quite weird that Johnny wasn't on Raw this week because yeah. it was in his hometown. Mm-hmm. It's kind of nice to let people have a hometown pop and all that stuff. But hey, there you go. He wasn't there. But they're still putting them back together. And it sounds like they're going to feud for the titles. Cool. Yeah, into it. Um, it's uh, one of them Triple H bookings where he's already like seen how much this match is going to be well received before the bell's even rung, yeah. isn't he? He looks at that and he's like, yeah, that's a pairing people are going to want. Uh, I might not tell much of a story on the way. Who knows? Maybe he will. Maybe I'm being cynical there. But typically, he's kind of a, he likes looking at what people perceive to be a dream match and just putting it in place. Um, it's going to be cinema. Uh, it is going to be. Uh, it's going to be cinema. It's going to be musical theatre. Uh, it's, it's going to be a local production. It's going to be. It's going to be pantomime. They're going to just take the ropes away and make it a stage more, and taking the ropes away later in another story. But yeah, um, it's very. To be honest, like a lot of his main roster booking, it's very of the takeover yeah. ilk, isn't it? It's the sort of thing that you would get excited for and hyped for in a takeover era. People are going to be absolutely. I can't. I'm saying people. I can't wait either. People are going to be yeah, jazzed be, for this. It's a really good idea. Really good shout across the board, and probably a good way to uh, make Johnny. 
Gargano's, I said it properly, it. make his main roster run mean something a little bit more than it has since he came back because he's uh, he's not had the best direction at times and I think his fans will be very happy to hear this. Are you happy to hear this? Do you want to see Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn defend the titles against DIY? If not DIY, who? What are you thinking of the rain so far? Has it been good? Has it been bad? Has it been somewhere in between? I think it's been very good. But let us know in the comments section below. That'd be nice. When it comes to good matches and storylines, Johnny Gargamel wants to catch them all. <laughs> so, so is, is he a Pokemon? He is now. I yeah. thought it was Smurfs. Is the Smurf is Smurfs are Pokemon? Uh, Smurfs are Pokemon. Okay. Um, they're they're also characters from the Beano, which is what <laughs> the Marvel films are about. Dragon Ball Z. The Beano and the Dandy, innit? There you go. <laughs> from your neck of the woods. Anyway, uh, speaking of our neck of the woods, that's all from Dundee. Let's uh, let's talk about CM Punk and Collision. Uh, obviously, the big debut was on uh, Saturday night. CM Punk and FTR, FTR were victorious over Juice Robinson, JY, and Samoa Joe. And after the match, um, CM Punk, of course, won with the uh, GTS on Juice Robinson. He appeared to be really getting in his face, pointing the finger. CM Punk had his ranty face on, but we all wanted to think better of that moment, and we were right to, as it turns out. Uh, Sports Illustrated Justin Brasso has come through to report that. Uh, Punk shared, quote, sincere words of gratitude with Juice Robinson, which I love. I love that, like, you could be looking like he's in his face, he's screaming, going, <laughs> that was awesome, thank you so much, you got yourself over, kid, we're going to do more together, and... It's gone well, and he's raging. He's absolutely... Like... <laughs> CM Punk fumes with how good match went. Like, and, like, when you watch it back, uh, more's the reason for it as well, Juice Robinson has been fantastic in this rolling book of code. He's taken something very silly. Stooging and scrooging. And kind of propelled himself into being, like... One of the like sort of hot uh, acts in that match, which is quite impressive considering he was the designated job guy. There was a little bit more on this in Sports Illustrated as well. Uh, one AEW talent told Sports Illustrated that Punk is quote. Um, I don't know who this talent is, so it's just a. Well, I ain't no expert on how to bring on young talent, but Punk is quote looking to spotlight different talent in his matches. I don't know who the source was though. Um, and obviously this would you know suggest that this is the case. He wants to bring on Juice. He wants to wrestle with Jay White apparently, so he does want to bring on as many people as possible. Uh, what, what? We're just, we it's a good impression of Kenny Omega is that was, all I'm saying thank you very much I was going for Nick Jackson but the same thing applies well, I'm Kenny Omega <laughs> I'm Kenny Omega I've been in this business a long time <laughs> he's Uncle Howdy uh, <laughs> Uncle Kenny um, <laughs> aye. so anyway yeah he was uh, he was very positive towards Juice Robinson and apparently that's very much part of Punk's MO since returning um, in spite of some of the stuff he's saying ostensibly as a heel character now yes, he yes. Just, behind the scenes he wants to be seen as somebody elevating the youth yeah, and he's worked with a lot of younger wrestlers since he came back to wrestling. Um, Hobbs, MJF, Darby Allin, a bunch of different people he's tied up with. Uh, and yeah, like I really enjoyed this little bit of post-match afters with him and Juice because I love it when people just go out of their way to stir some crap. Yeah. Like CM Punk would have known that when he made it look like he was raging at him and shouting in his face, he would have known that people would have been like, oh, Punk's pissed people off already. <laughs> he's won. he's yeah. already angry and all of this. Like he, he knows exactly the kind of reaction that I was going to get. And that's why I'm kind of thankful he's back. And that's why I'm thankful to you for hitting that subscribe button. Fantastic. Um, moving on. Let's talk about WWE's new strategy for major event announcements. Uh, this is from Fightful Select. You may have noticed in recent years, well, in recent months, really, that WWE isn't really announcing things as far out as before. Mm. Previously, the things would be, like, scheduled way in advance. Currently, they're kind of going one at a time, and it's usually only about three or four months in advance at most. Right now, I think it's only, like, two months or something. Yeah. But... Uh, this is strategic and WWE is actually just trying to generate a bit of buzz. They feel that according to Fightful Select that by announcing things individually, 
it, it creates like a bit of a, an occasion, a bit of a moment. It feels a bit more special. Uh, now, things they take into account when doing this are economics, storylines, and audience growth. Uh, and the company are just trying to be as strategic as possible. They want these things to have their own moment, uh, and they're happy with this approach too, and they're satisfied with how PLEs have panned out in 2023. Currently, their announcements fit into, tend to fit into one of several categories, be it a stadium show, an international event, or a show relating to a major storyline. Um, and at the moment, they're scheduled, I mean, through until Fastlane in October at the moment. But in previous years, they would have been through like December by now. Yeah. So that's it coming into focus. I think that this is working because WWE pay-per-views... WWE Premium Live, it's been a year and a half. Why can't I get it right? Um, they do feel like more an event now, I think. I agree. Um, that's it. You can't really argue with the strategy so far. What they fight for report must have missed there. And I'll take this. I don't mind like owning this bit of news. It also lines up with uh, whichever meeting that Nick Khan's got scheduled in his GCAL with a network executive. He's put that out there. Like, was it Clash at the Castle? Where he yeah. had uh, BT Sports people to meet in Cardiff. Yeah, he's basically... he meeting up with Craig Bellamy. It was uh, a right, great yeah. time. That was right. It was uh, It was. Karis Matthews was there. <laughs> yeah. That's Charlotte Church. All of them. They were all getting together. It's like the sort of the top table. Charlotte of like, Church Welsh. She is Welsh. Okay. It's okay. It's, it's all right. Um, yeah, like the uh, Tom Jones was, of course. Shed uh, Seven, yeah, probably. It was when, when those uh, Nickers hit um, Drew McIntyre at the ring with Tom Jones because he'd just come from another gig where I'd have thrown at him. Like Kelly Jones from Stereophonics was there. But Did you throw your one. pants at Drew McIntyre? I threw them at Tom Jones. Okay. Um, I'd save them for Drew. I'd work for yeah. Roman Reigns to come out in the Clash of the Castle. Anyway, all these localised papers are really good. And Nick Khan has lots of meetings. Like yeah. he said as much, like was it a backlash as well? I think there was obviously local TV networks down there that he was keen to show them a good time. It's this corporate hospitality thing mixed yeah. in with all the other, you know, things that we as fans get to appreciate localised fan uh, wrestlers having the best nights of their career. It's working. Uh, like, this is business stuff and I know that not everybody takes a huge interest in this, but when it overlaps to the thing that we are supposed to take an interest in as fans, then I think it's worth talking about. Yeah. Like, it's not an accident that these events have felt bigger, these events have actually felt premium and yeah. live, which is, you know, baked into the title. So what they're supposed to be, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, and it makes sense too, I think, in terms of generating buzz for localised ticket sales. Mm -hmm. like if you know a year in advance about a show, are you less likely to get tickets than if WWE rock up and say, you got a month, go, 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 yeah, go. Yeah, Bad Bunny's going to be there. Yeah. 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 Do stuff like that. It's fun. It's fun. Um, speaking of things that are certain to generate buzz, an audience, and excitement, oh. Raw Underground is coming back. You remember Raw Underground? Good. No? Well, if you don't, that's all right, because <laughs> it was happening during the pandemic on Monday Night Raw uh, when views were in the toilet and they were coming up with desperate ideas every single week to try and get people interested. And it was an underground fight pit in the bowels of the performance centre hosted by Shane McMahon looking like a war correspondent where anybody could basically walk into the building and have an unregulated shoot fight with anybody else. None of that is an exaggeration. Not a single word I've said is hyperbolic. And NXT are bringing it back. Um, on last night's NXT... Uh, there was a follow-up to a situation last week in which Damon... Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. 
For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Before we go any further, though, this podcast is brought to you by Rocket Money. Do you ever feel like money is just flying out of your account and you've got no idea where it's going? Well, it's all those subscriptions. I mean, think about it. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it is endless. I'm guilty of this, so I used Rocket Money to help me find out what subscriptions I'm actually spending money on, and it was more shocking than a wrestling betrayal. You see, Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in cancelled subscriptions. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. That's rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Kemp was given a week by Eddie Thorpe to think of a stipulation for their rematch after Eddie Thorpe defeated Damon Kemp in a bit of a schmoz a couple of weeks ago on NXT. Damon Kemp took a week, he thought about it, and he wants raw underground. So it's not just like a no DQ or anything. It's like, no, I'm bringing back an entire set of people. I'm bringing back an underground fight club. I'm bringing back Shane McMahon. In the very destination where it took place. Um, Shane McMahon would be great. Um, He is currently walking around uh, with a ginormous robot <laughs> leg brace as he recovers from his WrestleMania quad tear. But him coming back and going, sick, sick, oh my God, this is sick. While hobbling around would be great. Somebody could just tap him out. D- yeah. Dabakato might win again. Dabakato, yeah. <laughs> currently trying to rebuild his career on NXT. Almost rebuilt it on Raw Underground in 2020 as one of the big heavies on there. Um, you had, uh, who else was on? Omos was the doorman. Like, yes. kind of protecting... Um, the her business ran it for, like, a week. The integrity of yeah. the Underground Fight Club, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. But Bob anyway. Ziegler was on it. He was. Yes, Amateur he was. wrestling They tried to, like, re- yeah. reboot him briefly as a shoot fighter. But anyway, yes, Damon Kemp um, and Eddie Thorpe are going to have this match. And as a bit of a... Like, icing on the brick-filled cake, which the eel will certainly like. <laughs> um, Gable Stevenson made an appearance on last night's NXT Ugh, to yeah to um, say, <laughs> I know a thing or two about uh, Damon Kemp, obviously. Yeah. Uh, and I know nudge, a thing. Nudge, wink, wink. And Eddie Thorpe was like, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm going to need to set up my fight camp for a match in two weeks. So it's a uh, two-week fight camp. That's how it works in MMA, right? Yeah, UFC usually, yeah. Two-week, fortnight. Yeah, that's all you need. It's really easy. It's like fake version of wrestling. Yeah, so. he's got a fortnight training with Gable Stevenson before Gable turns on him in, yeah. in uh, Raw Underground. Two and, weeks time, get hyped. And Gable Kemp uh, debuts or something. Um, you um, you never miss NXT. Will I, you be watching this I, week listen, twice? I keep, up, I keep up with this show every week. I, I don't watch the full two hours because um, I respect myself. <laughs> um, <laughs> You've got too much respect for your own time. But like, I keep up with everything because it's my job and all of that stuff. And uh, I have uh, no interest in a Raw Underground reprisal <laughs> at all. Hey, look, if you're fired up for the return of Raw Underground, I respect it, we just like different things, it's fine, it's fine. You you're might talk, think- uh, You're talking to the lens, are you talking to me? I'm talking to everyone, <laughs> I'm talking to everyone. You might think the wrestling I like is garbage, that's okay. That's fine, no worries. That, at least it looks like wrestling, Raw Underground something else entirely. Yeah. I can't wait. Cool. Shame, uh, shame about hobbling in has now become a new thing. For Dabakato to just like chop block him straight away. Ah! <laughs> actually, <laughs> actually, now you've kind of sold me. Making those noises he did when uh, Kevin oh, Owens and Sammy's oh, like, oh, 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 o
was like 30 seconds ago yeah. as well. The man's an idiot. Um, <laughs> let's move over to our Twitter questions here. I've got a couple on Forbidden Door to start things off. The first one comes from Favanti Well, uh, sloth emoji, respect, uh, who asks, CM Punk in the Elite, greatest work ever, question mark? I don't think it'll work, my friend. Uh, also, how bad a job... Uh, this is one. This is something. How bad a job has AEW done setting up the Forbidden Door card? No emotional storyline builds at all. Uh, to that second part, that's the point. That's the point. Yeah. Forbidden Door is meant to be just random dream matches. It's not meant to be emotional stories. It's not meant to be long winding sagas. It's not meant to be drama. It's not meant to be cinema, as uh, the words that we commonly use for wrestling stories these days. It's meant to be something a bit different. It's meant to be, oh my God, look at that match graphic. Uh, I think the build's been absolutely perfect. Mm. Just announce some cool matches I want to see. You have all in, you can have whatever other shows you want for your stories and your things. Not everything needs to be the same. Not everything needs some gigantic emotional hook or whatever because the in-ring quality is going to be stellar. That's what people are buying it for and uh, sometimes catering to the hardcore wrestling fan. It's good. Yeah, like what you like, but this show is predicated on people liking AEW and liking New Japan. So the idea that they wouldn't then like this card seems a bit daft. Um, last year's Forbidden Door kind of did well in spite of a build that was story-driven. Nobody was that hyped going in because they tried to make all these supposed dream matches and fold them into their weekly TV show, and it didn't really work. Yeah. Like, there was kind of, there was a couple of overlaps that just, I actually sort of managed to threaten to ruin the big hyped matches on the night, and then obviously everybody came together. When you let the races wrestle, it's good stuff. So the card feels like it can't miss, but yeah, this feels like it's more in line with what people wanted last year. And as well, it's worth remembering, um, what was the name of the person left this question? Uh, Favanti Well. Favanti, like, obviously it might not be to everybody's taste, and it might not be to yours, but um, there is no card in the AW calendar that is more about servicing very, 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 like it's very rooted hardcore based than this one. Yeah. And this is sort of how you do it. The like Okada Danielson match and to a lesser extent the Omega Osprey rematch are the exact things that like that fan base, niches you may think them to be, were calling for. So yeah. like this is the one night year to do that. And it factors into like wider, like a lot of people will say stuff like, oh, they're catering to hardcore. Good. Yeah. Good. They should. Like I don't buy into this idea that they should be catering for to this just straw man casual fan that's out there. Uh, that they're not appealing to enough or whatever, whatever. Um, yeah, appeal to your base, man. Like, and the, it's the, the one pay-per-view a year where they do this and they just go, here's a bunch of random matches. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, it's sick. WWE doesn't cater to its base all the time. And that's fine too, because then you get both. Yeah. Like, the, for the people that do want to watch both, you know that on this side, you're getting... It's different flavors. It's like, you're not picking up, like, uh, a Taylor Swift album and going, damn, there's just not enough blast beats on here for me, yeah. you know? I'm uh, picking pistachio, but sometimes I want mint chocolate. Yeah, there you go. Boom, different flavors. Uh, right. Great, great time to be an ice cream fan. Uh, Mr. Diz has been on. Uh, ice cream rules. Ice like. cream kicks ass. Get some ice cream after this. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, it's 9 a.m. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he wants to know, uh, what's your forbidden door card if it was WWE versus AEW? Uh, let's go six matches, oh. whatever match type you want, except anything on a pole match. Fair. Uh, should we just go back and forth and do one each, three each? Like, bam, 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 yeah, bam. Okay. It's probably yeah. the easiest way to do it. Uh, we really should have thought of this before we come in, because it's such a good question. I don't want many. Um, I, I know this is, like, a really unpopular answer. Like, I want Cody Rhodes versus CM Punk, because I, I got robbed of it in AEW. Okay, we'll start with that. Yeah. Cody Rhodes versus CM Punk. I think that's as good a place as any to be. Uh, I think that the sheer spectacle of Roman Reigns versus Kenny Omega would be yeah. a total freak show, mm -hmm. and I'm into that. So that's my main event. Uh, that, how weird would that be? It'd be great. Fingers crossed we get it over eight exciting minutes on Monday Night Raw next year, but Young Bucks Usos, please. I was going to throw that down next. Uh, yeah. We can finally find out who better, <laughs> uh, as, as as Chris Canyon would say. Mm -hmm. Rest in peace to the great man. Um, all right, let's, let's dip into the women's division a little bit here. Let's go... Um, 
Eel Sky versus Jamie Hayter. Boom. Oh, away. Yes. Fantastic. That. Sensational. Uh, two more. Who can you help me out? Who would you say probably is the most dynamic uh, babyface flyer in WWE? Santos Escobar's having a run. Yeah. Like I'm trying to think of somebody if you like obviously look at the incredible some bloated some people would say, but like that roster full of like AW wrestlers maybe don't get enough like presence in TV time. I would like to see like one of those, oh wow, they've signed Santos Escobar. Who would I want to put them against? Santos Escobar, Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> yeah. Why the hell not? Got it. It's the it's the old Shane McMahon WrestleMania rule. Well, is he on the uh, is yeah. he on the board for a match yet? You know? uh, Papa Briscoe versus uh, Randy Orton. No, uh, my final match, and I'm being, some people will think I'm joking. I am 100% not joking. Is Brock Lesnar versus Orange Cassidy? Oh yes, that would be just pure freak nonsense. I'm here for it. And if Brock's like absolutely not, we'll just slot in Gunther. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah there, you go. there you go. Boom. Absolutely. Or you could do Brock versus Darby. That'd be great as well. Oh my yes. So many fun. <laughs> matches you could come up with. Brock uh, and Gunther versus Darby and Orange Cassidy. Gunther versus Danielson for the nerds, including myself. I like this card now, I didn't uh, at first, but I'm into it, yeah. John Moxley versus a real brawler. No, 2019's biggest feud that was never paid off, Seth Rollins versus John Moxley. <laughs> <laughs> we got teaser. where were you, man? Finally like, a payoff, now where we get were it. you, man? Uh, final question of the day comes from the 407th Adam. Uh, we have 407 yeah. as well. Uh, what do you make of the outcasts? Do you think they're where they need to be? Do they need more, whether it be new members, tag titles, a manager, or something else? I'm going to let you speak on this one. I'm an outcast guy now. Yes! But, like, uh, <laughs> you were there before me. It's taken me a little bit longer to come round. Um, do you know what it is? I'm a huge Tony Storm guy. That's the reality yeah. of this. Tony Storm and that bail is something that makes a lot of sense to me in AEW. And it feels like Ruby Soho has really found herself as a character in a way that she never did as a babyface, in my opinion. Um, Tony Storm's bringing the in-ring. Ruby Soho's got way more personality and can absolutely goo. And uh, I, I go both ways on Soraya, but this just doesn't happen with her bizarre charisma. Like, I hope... She's off at the moment. I hope she's back soon. I hope all is well. But I don't think any of this even gets going without her unique and... Chaotic. Yeah, needly energy that yeah. like really riles people up. Um, it took a while, but now that they're more just bad guys rather than in some sort of turf war to get to AW, I think this gimmick works. I think it rules. I, I've enjoyed it from the very moment that Soraya said, peck beard stinky twats. <laughs> I've, been, I've been on board with this. Um, I want Thunder Rose to join. You know, green half face paint. And oh God, that like, would be fantastic. Yeah. Um, I just think it's a lot of fun. They come across as a bunch of friends having fun on TV, which is something I like about it most. I think Ruby and Tony in particular have great chemistry, mm -hmm. like fantastic heel chemistry as allies. Uh, you're right about Tony's title reigns, they're always awesome. And uh, Soraya is the chaotic queen of AEW. She rules, <laughs> uh, she just calls people twats and gets fined, sticks up the finger, all that gets told off for it. Yeah. Like, it, it, they have a t-shirt. This is so, it's so lame, it's great. Offensive shirt, Got it says. It's like, Part of it is so whack it's good and part of it is just actually good and that's the balance of life that I strive for in literally mm -hmm. everything. So I think they're awesome, personally. Stories will bounce off them as villains and AEW's always had a problem with telling more than one story at a time yeah. with the women's division. So like, I think it will genuinely benefit long term yeah. to build and bolster this stable. Yeah, it's good stuff. And you know what else is good stuff? The video that's been in the screen between us for a little time now probably. This is a really bad outro, so I'm just going to cut it off. Peace. <laughs>